Have you ever wondered what happened to those people that wrote fan fictions all those years ago? Hi, my name's Rhi, and I wrote a fan fiction when I was 11 years old. Uh-oh, we're back again. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. Welcome to this trash fest and welcome to the end of my life. Ten years ago I wrote a fanfiction and today I am reading it to you. I have five estimated listeners of this podcast I found out today. That's really exciting. Um, so I would like to take a special little segment to say thank you to those five people <laughs> um, for listening and enjoying and cringing with me on this journey that we are all embarking on. I would like you uh, to open your ears, get comfortable, maybe get a snack, um, settle in bed, or maybe you're at the gym. No, you're not at the gym because it's a lockdown. Um, maybe you're driving your car, maybe you're at work. I don't know what you do, but you've joined me. So here we are. Let's begin with chapter four. <laughs> This chapter is called I've Missed You Baby with a capital I and no other capitals because not even baby is capital and that's a nickname and that should be capital. Anyway, uh, I've got a full stop at the end and it's in brackets new so that means it's new so that means it's not the original which is a shame again but it will be the same as the first, the second and the third chapter awful so, <laughs> so it's okay we already know what we're in for we already know what we're going where how we're going ahead so let's just dive straight in shall we with an author's note oh this one has 3.8k views 47 votes and 10 author's note i can't believe it you guys 100 plus reads and 12 votes you have no idea how awesomely happy i am oh Yay, I love you, please enjoy, and don't stop reading. <laughs> Marceline ducked into his cave and smiled. So, this is where he was living. She smirked. Just like her place. Maybe a little gloomier. She liked it. Sad, sorrowful notes came from an open window. His beautiful voice filled the cave, making Marceline quiver, goosebumps crawling up her arms and neck. She drifted down and peered through his window. He was just as she remembered. Maybe his hair a little longer than it needed to be, but that was about it. She smiled and flushed a little. She'd missed him. She'd missed him, so... He stood up once he'd finished strumming. <laughs> Why did my mind go straight there immediately? My mind was like, ha-ha, masturbation. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, oh, no. She knew this was her chance. She opened the window wide enough for her to fit through and stuck to the ceiling, watching him walk into the kitchen. She called across the ceiling, her long hair tucked into the back of her shirt so there'd be no disturbs. It's not a sentence. She sat on the kitchen door frame waiting for him to return. That's weird. Don't do that. Hey guys, if you're um trying to reconnect with an old lover and you're pregnant, heavily pregnant, don't climb on their window or their kitchen ceiling because one that's a bit weird two hmm, bit invasive three illegal you know 
Don't do that. <laughs> Don't try this at home. She flew up... Oh, eventually he sauntered out, tossing an apple. She flew upside down, getting level with his face and catching him by surprise. She grasped his pale face between her own cold hands and met her lips with his. Her hair escaped from her jumper and fell to the floor like a midnight blue waterfall. He dropped his apple and he gripped her cheeks, kissing her soft but cold lips back. The pressure was both hard and soft, making Marceline melt, and she found it difficult to stay up. <laughs> he flicked her tongue. A tongue! He has got more than one. A tongue around her bottom lip which she'd always loved. I'm just like the sensation. The sensation of that is just, oh, disgusting. She groaned a little. He broke away, but she didn't want him to. She brought him in again and he kissed her mouth quickly, softly and warmly before sealing their lips together. I spelt there wrong. T-H-E-R-E is how I've spelt it here. Oh dear. Marshall licking her top lip. What's with the licking? And brushing his tongue along. Why am I describing it in so much detail? I don't want to know what's happening in their mouths. Oh. Then she bit his lip and slowly reluctantly pulled away. Marceline fell to the floor with a ballerina's grace. She then wrapped her arms around his waist and held him tight. Oh, Marshall, I've missed you so much, she whispered, clinging onto his shirt tight. Me too. He said, finding Marceline's funny bump very distracting and incredibly uncomfortable. Fucking hell. All right, mate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for you. If you... <laughs> what about her? She's carrying two fucking vampire children. I'm pretty sure she's in more pain than you fucking are. Right. Sorry. We're back at it again, aren't we? He took hold of Marceline's hips and pushed her away slightly, taking a good look at her stomach. Whoa, mommy mom. <laughs> just read the next line, just read the next line. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, mommy Marceline. He smiled, his face flushing with pride. I have to say this out loud. Daddy Marshall. She blushed. Wrote that with <laughs> no thought, obviously. No real um, <laughs> understanding of what that could mean. Oh, my innocent, innocent little self. Oh, no. That's awful. Daddy Marshall. You heard it here, her. Sorry, I'm just trying to get over the fact that I wrote that down. Um, You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's what I'm trying to say. He put a hand to her stomach and smiled. A slight kick felt his embrace. He looked up at Marceline and they both shared a smile. He chuckled. I can't believe it. You better believe it, buddy. I've been carrying these kids around with me for eight months and they're killing me. Marceline sighed, resting her hands on her aching back. Marshall raised his eyebrows, his mouth slowly opening. Wait, kids? He breathed, watching Marceline closely. Don't freak out or anything, but we're having twins. She whispered, smiling slightly when he saw Marshall's eyes brighten up. No way, he breathed, his mouth slightly open. Marcy, you marvel. Marceline flushed, feeling her face glow. Well, I wouldn't say that. She smiled bashfully, moving her hand to her stomach, rubbing it gently. No, seriously, you're amazing, babe. Marshall grinned, winding his arms 
around her and squeezing her tight. Marceline grunted, squeezing him back. That's great and all, but you're pushing a baby into my bladder. She managed, pulling away from him and smiling up at him. I need to go pee. Marshall struck, struggled. Nope, he did not. He chuckled, stroking the silky hair he'd missed so much. You know where the bathroom is. Do you want me, do you want to watch, do you want to watch me walk? Seriously, it's like the best thing ever. Bubblegum says I look like a penguin. Marshall shook his head. You're all mad. Marceline began walking over to the stairs and Marshall couldn't help but laugh. She looked so comical. Oh, Marcy, are you okay? I instantly feel the need to help you. He chuckled, taking her elbow. I'm fine. Flying is so exhausting now. It just weighs you down. Eventually, she managed to get upstairs and wandered around until she got to the right door to the bathroom. She did what she had to do, washed her hands and wandered back into Marshall's room. She brushed the CD cases on the shelves, glancing at some of the titles and band names. This stuff is old, Marceline, bre- <laughs> Marceline breathed, <laughs> picking up an old, battered, fucking hell, Nirvana, never mind, CD case, because I'm so edgy and cool, Marshall's so edgy and cool, he likes Nirvana. <laughs> Oh, so cool. I love Nirvana. Oh my god, have you never heard of Nirvana? Like, yeah, it was like 2,000 years ago, but I mean, <laughs> have you ever heard of Nirvana? <laughs> my favourite Nirvana song is, is Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, I don't think you've heard of it. Have you heard of it? I don't think you have. She slotted it back in its place, smiling after she'd read its contents. Oh no! She continued to sing Smells Like Teen Spirit under her breath. (laughs) I made the joke. (laughs) And I wrote the line. This is... I can't believe this is real. I can't believe this is happening. She's searching through his things now. She's, She's... Someone's screaming outside. Jesus. She's searching through his things now. I don't think... That's not okay. None of the things she's doing is okay. She's she's getting her own back from, from last chapter where he got in the bath without, without her consent. Um, old photos, papers, things like that. She jumped her foot when a little snow white cat popped out of nowhere, jumping on Marshall's bed and mewing at her. Hello, little guy, she said, going to stroke it. The cat... The cash? The cat pushed against her hand, purring loudly. Marceline smiled, slowly lowering herself down on the bed and stroking the cat's off fur. She felt a f- she felt a funny bump sticking up underneath her thigh. She screwed her brow up, burying underneath his covers until her fingers brushed against something soft. She pulled the lump out and immediately cooed. It was a little rabbit toy, much like her hambo, with red matted fur and patches. One of its button eyes had fallen off, but it still had that loving, soft feeling of comfort. The white cat had curled up against Marceline's hip, purring contently. Marceline propped the rabbit up on Marshall's untidy pillows, smiling. I wonder if he had the ice queen, like I had the ice king. Okay, that's, I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't she know that? Okay, if we're going into, like, context here, uh, we shouldn't because it's a fan fiction, but I am. <laughs> if we're going into plot and, and, and that, haven't they all already met each other? 
They've all already met each other, so surely she should know about the Ice Queen because the Ice King isn't inher- isn't like a bad isn't inherently a bad character. He is just a bad character because of circumstance. So obviously, in the context of well, you saw it happen in the final episode. It didn't matter that all of these people had their um like arguments and like misunderstandings and stuff, because in the end they all got together to fight the big boss. So. I don't know why, why wouldn't have she had met the Ice Queen already, if that was the context, you know, I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> Marceline shrugged, not knowing how it worked. Okay, alright, <laughs> we're just ignoring it, alright, ignoring it. She pulled open a drawer opposite her, underneath a recording device much like her own, next to an axe guitar. She found tons of stacked folders, one, the ones at the bottom, tattier and older than those at the top. Oh no, there's a poem. The ones at the... Oh no. Marceline was intrigued. She didn't have folders like this. She pulled out the first one, searching through it. Songs. Lots and lots of songs. Notated with lyrics. Huh? Songs, lots and so, lots and lots of songs notated with lyrics. Oh no. Isn't that what a song is? There was one that caught Marceline's eye. Close your eyes. Oh, no, the dark outside can't hurt you. And I'll never desert your bedside. So close them tight. The stars are so glad they found you. And on the blankets that surround you, they shine their light, they shine their light. So rest your head and I'll be watching from the doorway as you slip into a perfect peaceful sleep. And morning will come in all of its simple glory and you will find the light. And I will be there, standing in your shadow, knowing that you once were all mine. My baby, my baby, my girl, my baby. Um, I don't think I wrote that. <laughs> I don't think that's my poem. I think I stole that. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, okay, I'm going to try and find that poem. Oh, wait, I wonder if it's in the description. Ah! The song in Marshall's music book was Lila by Bright Eyes. Okay, I, I did steal it, but I didn't, like, steal it, steal it. I think, I don't know. I'm so sorry, Bright Eyes. I don't think you'll be listening to this, but if you are, I'm sorry. You have been copyrighted in my <laughs> ten-year-old fanfiction. <laughs> Oh, have I never heard of the Data Protection Act? God! Okay. Marceline felt a tear trickle down the side of her nose. He'd been thinking about her for a long time. It looks as if he hasn't forgotten about her, like, ever. Marshall peered around the doorway, wondering why Marcy was taking so long. He breathed out in relief when he saw her sitting on the bed, flicking through his song notes. Scrabble curled up against her hip. She ran her hand through Scrabble's white fur with an absent mind, scanning through a page of scribbled notations on song lyrics. He leant against the doorframe, hands in his pockets, watching her expression change from curiosity to upset. I see you found my notes, Marshall said gently, making Marceline jump out of her skin. She sniffed, wiping away the tear. Yeah, um, I did. I was just looking. She stammered, her voice beginning to break. <laughs> Don't cry, Marshall whispered, floating toward her and sitting down next to her wrapping an arm around her waist. I'm sorry, I was just... You haven't stopped thinking about me, have you? 
she whispered, feeling another tear dribble down her cheek. Looking down at the song, Marshall shook his head. Not one bit. You have no idea how much I've missed you. She sighed. She? He, sorry, sighed shakily. I've been so worried about you too. I didn't know when you were due or what was going on. I wanted to see you so badly, but I just thought you'd still be mad at me. Marshall wound her arms around his waist. Oh, baby, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, baby, of course I wasn't mad at you. I haven't been for a long time. She took a deep breath, just heartbroken. Marshall held her close. I know how you feel, but you've come back to me and that's all that matters. He whispered, kissing her head softly, running her hand through her soft locks. He then pulled away, looking down at her big bump. I can't get used to it. Marceline burst out laughing, resting her hands on top of it. You haven't had to carry it around. He chuckled, resting his hand on hers. You're incredible. I'm so proud of you. Marceline blushed. Stop it. You're talking like I've saved the world. Oh no, the next line. The next. Marshall grinned. You saved me from myself. <laughs> You know, it's like, I don't know, you saved, you saved me from myself. I can't believe I wrote that down. I can't believe that's physically something that I thought of and wrote down. You saved me from myself. I hate that. I hate it. Hate it so much. There's just so much wrong with that statement there. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I'm going to leave that where it is because I can't I can't today I, I, I can't all time local they want their lyrics back <laughs> I'm carrying on oh you're my world Marceline said softly Watching him carefully, his big ruby eyes sparkling through tears that haven't been shed. And they're our world. The one we created for each other. Mm -hmm. Marshall smiled, squeezing her hand. Glob, I love you so much. He whispered, closing his eyes, clearing away the brimming tears. I love you too. Marceline almost cried, flinging her arms around his neck and holding him tight. Ah! Oh my god. Oh my god. Am I going to have a panic attack? I don't know what's happening. There's a lot of emotions running through me right now. Because... They sat together in each other's... Just wait. They sat together in each other's arms for a long while, gripping onto each other for dear life as if they'd been torn apart again. Marceline buried into his neck, breathing in the lovely faint smell of honey, the one smell nobody but her can identify as his, making her feel warm and safe. And then here... <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. This, this chunk here is the first bit of embarrassment that I've, like, started to feel a bit hesitant about sharing and not because it's bad or because it's weird because it's just dumb <laughs> oh 
I can't believe I did this. I, me, re, I, in this story, wrote, rewrote the lyrics to Hey There Delilah. <laughs> but using the words, um, instead of Hey There Delilah, it's Hey There Marcy. I can't, it's, I'm just reading it now and it's just, it's just, I can't, I'm going to read it. Hey there, Marcy, what's it like in New York, New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty as you do. <laughs> so I'm just going to try as bright as you. <laughs> I swear it's true. Marshall sang softly into her when he gets no forehead. Hey there, Marcy. Don't you worry about the distance. I'm right there if you get lonely. Give this another listen. Close your eyes. <laughs> listen to my voice. It's my disguise. By your side. <laughs> I'm losing the fight. Will to live. <laughs> there are 25 chapters. We have 21 more chapters to get through. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get as bad as this. It will. Oh, bloody hell, it will. It just keeps getting worse. Marceline closed her eyes, loving the sound of his voice, soothing her once again. It brought her back to the night when Finn had gotten so badly injured. Oh, when did this happen? A slash across his chest so big it could have killed him. They all thought he was gone for good. Marceline was in tears. Oh, she was convinced it was her fault he was almost killed. Marshall had held her all night, singing so gently and so softly to her. Soothing her into a deep, dreamless sleep. When she woke, Finn was sitting up awake in bed, feeling right as rain. Marceline had cried a fresh new set of tears, so happy he was okay. Marceline felt tears sting her eyes as Marshall continued to sing to her, emotions getting the best of her. That seemed to be happening more often than not. Marshall? Marceline whispered once he'd finished. Finished. Jesus Christ, he sang the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Marshall said softly, rocking her gently. I don't like not being here with you. Marceline muttered, laying on her chest. His chest, his chest again, his chest. His chest has made an appearance. I really hope that this goes on throughout the whole thing. His chest. It was the worst feeling I could ever imagine. Mar how about giving birth? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> You're going to have to go through it at some fucking point. Marshall sighed, stroking her hair. I hate being away from you. Then let's not. Marceline said, pulling away from him and looking him in the eye, a smile on her face. Couldn't I, couldn't I live here? Marshall blinked. Why not there? Marceline snorted. But bubblegum's getting on my tits. And I left an author's note here saying, British for pain in the ass. Um, I don't know why I needed to put that. I could always visit them. Marshall looked down at the baby. His baby, not the baby. She hasn't had the baby yet. The mother to his kids, the woman who made him feel as if he belonged. The girl who loved him no matter what. The only person on the planet who could rekindle his passion for love, trust and friendship. Oh, 
the only lady that had made him feel good again under the she. He watched her big bright eyes widen, her full soft lips turn into a little smile, her beautiful features practically glow with anticipation at the hope he would say yes. Marshall shrugged, grinning. Why not? It'll be fun. Marceline squeaked, flinging her arms around his neck again. Yes! Oh, I thought you'd say no. Marshall chuckled, holding what he could of her waist. Why would I? I want to see the kids too. Marceline smiled, closing her eyes. We'll be just fine, you'll see. She then felt a crushing feeling start to develop underneath her ribcage. Uh-oh! <laughs> oh no! Making her groan out loud, Marshall pulled away, a panic-stricken look on his face. Are you okay? Marceline shook her head, clasping her stomach. Oh, not in the slightest, she grunted, rubbing where it caused the pain the most. Uh, well, are they contractions, or... I don't know, Marceline cried out, the pain increasing, as if someone was stabbing repeatedly into her side. Do you want me to call Bonnie, or anyone? Marshall desperately threw out suggestions. Just hold on, it should be okay in a sec. Marshall widened his eyes as he watched her stand up and waddle around the room, a hand still nursing the pain in her stomach. There, she reassured, the pain dying down. That's better. Marshall still looked worried. Are you sure? He said, watching her waddle back over to the bed. She nodded, smiling. Much better. Come on, she ordered, grabbing his hand and pulling it up. I want to see your world. Bubblegum waited patiently for Marceline's arrival, drumming her fingers on the table. She sat cross-legged on the tabletop, watching the entrance to the portal carefully, willing it not to close. Something she had added to the spell had stopped the love of the two parallel others breaking the portal. She smiled. She never thought she'd get so close to Marceline again, but as it seems, she has. Um, lesbians. Ever since the Screen Queens, they didn't really get along, but now, ever since the battle, the romance, the pregnancy, she's been helping her, and Marceline seemed to be to appreciate her being around. It was her who found out about the twins, one boy, one girl, no prizes for guessing who they'd look like the most. Apparently, they'd both be born vampires. Well, seeing as they are vampire spawn, it doesn't surprise her. Spawn? Spawn? Why are you calling it spawn? Jesus. They will be painful, and Dray Mar- Bubblegum frowned and rested her elbows on her knees, watching the portal. Still no sign. I wonder if she's okay, thought Bubblegum, standing up and peering. But her foot got caught around the table leg, and before she knew what was happening, she fell through the portal and straight- <laughs> ah! And straight onto Prince Gumball's bed! What are the odds? What the... She muttered, fixing her crown on her head and looking around the room. Gumball heard the squeal come from his room, wondering who the hay it could be. He put her... I wonder. He pushed open the door cautiously, taking a double take when he saw Bubblegum in pink jeans and a jumper, sprawled on his bed, blushing and looking sheepish. Princess, he said, going over to help her up. I fell, she said, accepting his hand and allowing herself to be pulled up. Through the roof, he laughed, standing upright, through the portal. Why is it open? Is everything okay? Perfect. Marceline has decided to forgive Marshall and thank God. I changed the portal slightly so it won't close at their love spell. 
So, how are you getting back? It's not open in your lab. I have no idea. Should we go check? Bubblegum nodded. As they were slowly making their way back to Marshall's, both talking about the pregnancy, of course, Marshall wanted to know every detail, her craves, her nausea, her mood swings, anything. Marceline happily answered his questions, so glad to have him back. You ate elastic bands, Marshall laughed, squeezing her hand lovingly. Uh-huh, Marceline nodded. They have a certain taste and... Oh, she groaned, doubling over. Marshall clung to her, alarmed. Mars, are you okay? Marceline straightened herself up. I'm probably fine. I've had these before. Um, she breathed out, leaning on Marshall's shoulder. He wrapped an arm around her back to support her against him. Contractions? She nodded, groaning again. They're, they're, they're practice, uh, I guess. Marshall wasn't sure. She'd gone ghost white and looked as if she was about to be sick any minute. Are you sure you're okay? Marshall first, holding her protectively. Yeah, I... Oh... Marceline bit her lip, looking down. What? She looked up at him. <laughs> My water's just broke. <laughs> Yay, they're back together. <laughs> that's it. And that's the end. That's the end of the chapter. I couldn't have them apart. The song in Marshall's music book was Lila by Bright Eyes. And if you haven't realised Marshall's song... Marshall sings Hey There Delilah by the Plain White Tees to Marcy just changes the name. <laughs> oh, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> well, that was a short chapter. Thank God. Oh, God. I could not have sat through something like the one last time. I'm so glad that was a, a short, sweet, hilarious one. Um <sighs> Fucking hell. All right. Yeah, cool. We're done. <laughs> so, that was our fourth chapter. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was great. That was so funny. And it was very um, weird. And it was very... Um, didn't really do much for me, I'll be honest. It made me embarrassed. Um, incredibly so. I... I I think I died on the inside a little bit more. I think every single chapter I read will make me die a little bit more on the inside. Uh, so by chapter 25, I will be nothing but a hollow husk of a person. So that's good to know. <laughs> you know, I haven't recorded anything for a week. And just reading this one chapter has just broken me. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be this hard. I thought, I mean, the editing and the publishing and all that is very easy. It's the it's the actual reading and recording of this that kills me. Because after I've recorded it, I just lie in bed and just... <laughs> I just lie in bed and just edit it and then post it. Like, it's so easy. But <laughs> actually doing it hurts my brain. But I have stopped doing... Oh, no, I haven't. I thought I'd stopped it, but I haven't. I'm still doing the comma between the, the speech lines. That's really annoying. Um, So, yeah, that was that. That wasn't too bad. Not as bad as that last one. Um, Very funny. <laughs> That's the funniest one, I think. <laughs> Just because of the hate to Lila's song. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Well, 
I don't really have much to say. Um, <laughs> um, we'll be having a birth next chapter, so it'll be a long one. Settle in for that. Um, get a snack. Get a drink. Um, cyanide, <laughs> maybe, would be, or bleach. Um, uh, and settle in for a long one because Marceline's going to give birth and that's just it. And it'll be funny to see what 12-year-old me thought birth was like. Mainly based off Friends and, you know, various TV shows like that. It's not based off real life. You think I sat and read about childbirth? Are you fucking kidding me? No way. No, of course I didn't. I just wrote it. So that'll be fun. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed it. I really hope this was a light one and it gave you a laugh. Um... I hope the plain white tees or bright eyes don't um, sue me for using their music in this chapter. I don't think they will. I don't think they care. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe that I did that. Before my brain explodes, I'm going to go. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this chapter. Um, please join me again for chapter five, um, where I will be doing a dramatic reading about a vampire giving birth to twins. I bid you a good day. Hi guys, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do. You can follow my body positive account at Rihanna L. Keen. I post a lot of social and political things on there um, and also a lot about body positivity. So if that's a jam, please hook me up on there. Um, if that's not your jam, you can follow me on my art account, uh, in my humble opinion, with a kiss on the end, also on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of political art on there, but I also do commissions, so if you want me to draw your furry or your waifu, I'll do that, you know, that's cool. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Rihannaconda, and if you want to email me anything, please do. I would love to hear from you, whether it's a, a review or an opinion or, you know, just a nice message. Uh, please do so at rkeen98 at gmail.com. This is linked in my description on my Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you. Marcy, what's it like in New York City? You're a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square doesn't shine as bright as you. I swear it's true. Hey there, Marcy, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right here if you get lonely. I don't know the rest of the song. Oh, yes, you do. Something about shining bright. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>